Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Think Hope podcast, and I am your facilitator of your journey of hope, Dr. Rosalind Y. Lewis Tompkins, Hopeologist, and I am so excited about today's show because we're talking about my recent release of the practice of Hopeology. Yes. The practice of Hopeology is finally here, and I would say right on time. With so much going on in the world, I mean, amid hurricanes, amid towers crumbling, and and wars, and rumors of wars, and, and so much, and still dealing with the coronavirus, hope is needed. It's needed now much more than ever. And, but I'm so excited that, that hope is here, that we can have hope. And now I'm releasing the practice of Hopeology. This booklet is, a, is small but powerful. And you can get your copy by going to practiceofhopeology.com. And uh, it's, it's on sale. As a matter of fact, it's on sale now. And you can get your digital copy. If you'd like to receive a hard copy, all you have to do is email Rosalind White Tompkins at gmail.com and request your hard copy. And you'll just have to uh, send the monies in, uh, either check or PayPal, and we can send that out to you. But to get your digital copy right now, just go to www.practiceofhopology.com. Now, hope is so important. And during this season, what I've been looking for as a hopeologist, I've been looking for hope as it shows up. Hope shows up in the media in so many ways. And over this past uh, several weeks, hope has been showing up quite a bit, and especially as people are still, even now, holding on to hope during the time when the the South Tower uh, of Surfside, the, the Chaplin Tower South in Surfside, Florida, collapsed. And I wrote an article because I'm a guest columnist with, with our uh, local newspaper, the Tallahassee Democrat, in the capital of, of Florida. And it's, I wrote a blog, and it, it was also uh, published in the paper, entitled, 
the importance of holding on to hope during times of crisis or holding on to hope while you wait. And I'd like to start off by just reading that particular article, which is also a way that we are introducing the practice of hopeology. And then I'm going to share a little bit later uh, a, a clip from an interview that I was able to participate in. I was interviewed on the Atlanta Live show uh, by host Sherry Tatum, and I tell you it was, a, it was a powerful interview, and I'm going to share a clip from that interview as well because it's all kind, it's all giving us uh, more information and giving a taste of what this whole practice of hopeology is all about. And then I'm going to uh, come back, and we're going to talk about some practical ways that you can hold on to hope while you're waiting, and especially during times of crisis. Hope made the news in the wake of the devastatingly shocking collapse of the Champlain Tower South in Surfside, Florida. Seven days after the collapse, the death toll had risen to 18 people, including children, with 145 still missing. Now, unfortunately, that is, is continuing to rise. The death toll uh, is continuing to rise uh, because it's been, it's been well over seven days now. So uh, it, it, is, it is such a sad thing that, 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 is, that is happening now. And, and as we speak here now, uh, there's a, a hurricane, Hurricane Elsa, that has hindered the progress as you've had the firefighters and all the first responders and those that have been there now uh, going into the second week um, just looking through the, de the debris. It, it's, it's, it's such a sad tragedy. I'll continue to read here. It says, heart-wrenching interviews with family members showed hope amid tremendous anguish as family and friends are waiting to receive news about their loved ones. Many say that they are still holding on to hope and believing for a miracle. As we pray for the families and all involved in this catastrophic collapse, I thought about how hope is such a powerful force that people need in times such as these. The light of hope is one thing that can help us get through the darkest of times because hope cushions the blow of the unknown. Holding on to hope in the midst of very trying and difficult situations is where hope comes to life. It provides a deep-seated set of beliefs and values to anchor your soul no matter what the outcome may be. Some people are afraid to hope. And they say, what if what I'm hoping for doesn't happen? I've even heard people curse hope. I can understand those responses to hope if you don't realize that hope is for the journey and not the destination. Just because you have hope does not mean that what you're hoping for will happen. It means that while you wait, you can choose to have hope and live another day. You can choose to smile, laugh, and breathe a little easier while dealing with whatever comes with more hope. It's essentially a way of life. 
It takes time and practice to live a life of hope, and that is why I'm offering the booklet, The Practice of Hopeology, to help people become more hopeful. The Practice of Hopeology utilizes components of social, spiritual, and educational models, and it consists of powerful, practical concepts that will enable you to wrap your head, hands, and heart around hope. The Practice of Hopeology advocates for hope as a way of thinking and living. When you embrace the Practice of Hopeology, you can become more hopeful and spread hope to others. And I believe that we could all use a little more hope. And then it says, for more information, please visit practiceofhopeology.com, www.practiceofhopeology.com. And this is a very, very important topic when we talk about holding on to hope while you wait. As a matter of fact, I receive so much positive feedback from this particular article that that was in that was published in our newspaper uh, in my life lesson under my life lesson blog that I do. And so many people were impacted by that particular that particular article because they said, you know, that's exactly where I am. That's exactly what I needed to, to hear right now. That's exactly uh, the, what I've been wanting to know is how can I hold on to hope? How can I, how can I just, you know, as I'm going through, as I'm waiting, because sometimes the unknown is, is, is the thing that can really, really, really be horrible and can be the most stressing whenever there's times of uncertainty and crisis. Whenever there's the unknown, we have a tendency to fill in the gap with what I call and what many, you know, label the worst-case scenario, the worst-case scenario. And whenever you think of the worst, it causes every part of your body, every part of your brain, your heart, your emotions, and everything to react to that negative energy or negative emotion, and nothing has, has even happened. It hasn't even, it hasn't even happened. You don't really know. So that's why the practice of hopeology is hope in action and why it's so very very important. Through the practice of hopeology, we advocate for hope as a way of life. That is not just something that whenever hard times come or things don't go my way or there's a, a major uh, catastrophe or crisis that I try to find hope. No. It's a way of life. It's a practice. It's, it's a way that you can live so that when life happens, because life happens to us all, and we all end up in situations where we would rather not find ourselves, uh, 
And as I said, that, that, that waiting game, that place where we're waiting, waiting to, to hear the news, waiting to see what's going to happen, waiting for our change, waiting for our breakthrough, we can fill that space with hope. Hope is like a a space filler or a placeholder that you can place there and stand on until whatever the outcome may be. And that's why it's important, as I I wrote in in the article, to know that hope is not the destination. It is the journey. If you just believe that hope is the destination. In other words, it's just about the end result that I get what I'm hoping for. Then you've missed the mark. You may not get what you're hoping for, but in the midst of holding on to hope, you get there wherever there may be in such a way that you're more equipped and better able to handle whatever the results are, whatever the destination happens to be. You handle it with hope, with more hope, and it continues to flow. And as it continues to flow, it keeps you afloat. That's why they say hope floats. (laughs) I tell you, it is no better way to live than to live a life filled with hope. I know the alternative. I've been there times in my life where I wasn't hopeful. I did not live a life of hope. And most of the times, the negativity was right there. The placeholder was cynicism sarcasm, and doom, waiting for another shoe to drop. Murphy's Law, as they say. Whatever bad thing is going to happen, is going to happen, is going to continue to get worse. I lived that way. I thought like that. And, and, and it was miserable. It was no way to live. Oftentimes, the end result of living that way is suicide. So many people are so hopeless until they decide, what's the use of even being here? I may, I may as well give it all up, throw in the tower, towel, and end my life. And that's one of the saddest things that can happen is when someone takes their own life because they have been so hopeless for so long such despair until they could see no other way out. That is why hope is so important. Because hope says, live another day. Things are going to get better. You can make it. And when you believe that and you embrace that, it helps you to continue to breathe. And as long as there's breath in your body, 
there is still hope. As the book of Proverbs says, a live dog is better than a dead lion. (laughs) And that is so true. When you purchase the Practice of Hopeology booklet, you'll learn how to think hope, speak hope, and imagine hope. And that is so important. I'll give you just a taste of some of the practical practical uh, principles that we find in the Practice of Hopeology booklet. When we learn how to think hope, which is, by the way, the title and the subject matter of this podcast, Think Hope Podcast, when you learn to think hope, you learn to train your brain to become more hopeful. And you do that through very, very practical steps. One of the ways that we recommend is by scheduling hope breaks. And a hope break is when you intentionally schedule a little hope in your day. And when you take a hope break, you go off by yourself, a quiet place, for about five to ten minutes, and then you just breathe. So many times we don't realize that we've been holding our breath, especially when we're waiting to hear, waiting to find out what's the news going to be. So breathing is so very very important. That's the first step. Five to ten deep breaths. And then begin to think about the best case scenario. Instead of thinking the worst, think about the best thing that can happen in whatever the situation. Make it personal. Be specific. And when you think that and imagine it as well, then make an affirmation based upon what you are thinking, the best result. When you make that affirmation and you speak it out and then you repeat it as often as you need to, that is just one way. That is one way that we train our brains to become more hopeful. And it actually works. It works because your brain is so resilient. The way we're made, we're fearfully and wonderfully made and so resilient until you begin to create these pathways that will erase those negative pathways that that goes in a loop, a little cycle that says it's not going to get any better, things are going to get worse, it's never going to change, you know, the worst is going to take place. It changes that, and now all of a sudden you're on a loop that says things are going to get better, I am changing, life is good, I am still breathing, there is hope. I mean, whatever you program there. And it, and, it, and it makes a difference. And you know why? Because just as I said, the way we're made, 
what we think, as the Proverbs say, as a man thinketh, so is he. And as we think, it, it affects every part of our bodies, our heart, our mind, our emotions, our stomach, our gut, that whole intestinal system. It affects everything. And when you begin to think hopeful thoughts, all of a sudden, your heart rate slows down, that those negative hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, they back off, they, they lessen, you get out of the fight or flight mode, and you're able to think clearly, and that's when you see solutions. There are solutions to every problem. You can't see it when you're so tight and you're fearful and you're not thinking hope. You just see darkness. But when things clear and there is peace, you're able to see. You're able to think differently. The situation may not change, but you're changed in the situation. And you can decide and make choices and find solutions or gather the strength to go through whatever you need to go through. Hope saved my life. If I had to summarize everything that I've gone through in my life of overcoming drugs and other issues, I would have to say that having hope amid many difficult and challenging situations literally saved me. And I've seen hope save thousands of others. And that's why Mothers in Crisis is conducting the whole hope campaign to release this power, the power of, an, of hope. Embrace the power of hope. When you embrace the power of hope, studies show that hopeful people live overall better, better quality of life than if you choose to live a life of hopelessness. In the booklet, we look at ways that you can rest in hope. Oftentimes, when people die, they go on to the other side of eternity, we say, may he or she rest in peace, or RIP. Well, we have a process that we call R-I-H, rest in hope. And there are practical steps, practical things that you can do to live a life of hope where you can be at rest. Also in the practice of hopeology, we look at ways to move from despair to hope because we're not always hopeful, even I, hopeologist. I am not always hopeful because, as I said earlier, life happens. And if you knew some of the things that I was dealing with right now, you would say, wow, and you still have hope? Yes, 
plenty of it. So we learn how to be hopeful, how to move from despair to hope. And that's why I'm so excited about our 10,000 Balls for Hope campaign where we're giving out stress balls of hope to everyone, anyone, especially those that need hope. We've been implementing this since December of last year, and it is our goal to give out 10,000 or more between now and next April, which is the National Month of Hope. And we are, are, and we are initiating a essay, an essay contest to find out more information about how you can receive your stress ball or how you can become a part of this whole HOPE campaign or participate in the essay contest, please go to makeahopeconnection.com and all of the information is there. We're serious about this HOPE. And when I say we, I'm talking about Mothers in Crisis, the nonprofit organization the 501c3 nonprofit organization that is behind this whole HOPE campaign and wrote for and received the designation for April to become the National Month of Hope. I am the president and founder of Mothers in Crisis, and I have such a wonderful team, such a wonderful team of people who we call the Christ Vision Tribe or my Hope Pocket. <laughs> that is that is with me that is that is doing the work and pushing this movement forward as well as citizens of hope those ones that give on a monthly basis just to keep this hope afloat to keep the hope campaign afloat i tell you we could not do it without those that are supporting us those citizens of hope and if you'd like to become a citizen of hope, the information is on makeahopeconnection.com. And I want to say a big God bless you and a shout out right now to all of our citizens of hope, as well as all of the sponsors of our hope campaign and all of those dear ones that I've been meeting along the way and have been grabbing hold. It's like a spark. And it's, it's spreading. It's spreading like that wildfire as we are taking the hope train. Yeah, the hope train down the track. Not yet in April, but all throughout the year. The five tenets of the whole hope campaign. The first one, HOPE, the acronym, stands for Helping Others Practice empowerment. It is hope in action. The second tenet is hope for self. You cannot give what you don't have, so you first must become more hopeful. The third tenet is hope for family. Spread it to your loved ones and those that are closest to you. Is hope for and in the community. And number five, last but certainly not least, is hope for the nation and the world because this is a worldwide initiative. 
we all need hope. So this is throughout the whole year. And then April is just the designated month where we can come together and just celebrate. Just to celebrate the power of hope. I would like to encourage you today, if you want to find out more information and you would like to get this booklet, Practice of Hopeology, Hope in Action, to go to practiceofhopeology.com. It's, it's for a donation of only $19.99. It's on sale, actually. And you'll get your digital copy right away. And you can start using it. It is all copyrighted. So in order to make copies or anything, you would need to get permission. But nevertheless, you can use these principles. You can teach these principles. It can change your life. So now I'd like to begin to bring in a few of our Christ Vision Tribe members to talk a little bit about the practice of Hopeology. And by the way, each and every one has their booklet, and they are going through a training process because I am training trainers to be able to share this information and be certified in this and licensed to use it. So if you're interested in that aspect, please send me an email, rosalindwhitetompkins at gmail.com. So now I'd like to bring in, let's see who's on the line here. Oh, I see Nettie. Nettie um, is on the line, so I want to go ahead and bring you in. Good evening. How are you, Dr. Tompkins? <laughs> I am doing very, very well. How are you today? I am doing great, and I've been enjoying, as you've been talking about the uh, practice of hopeology and sharing um, the blog, just so much good information and and I was thinking about the last time when I, I was with you and we were training uh, the first time and we were talking about keys to thinking hope and how I had such a powerful moment because uh, the first key that we were talking about was watching out for negative self-talk and begin to train your brain to think through those negative thoughts and remembering it's not the first thought, but the second thought that matters. Yes, yes. You brought up something that's so very important, and that is the self-talk, what we yes. what we say to ourselves about ourselves. So how, yes. did that, how did that resonate with you? Wow. Well, um, as you were sharing, replacing the thought, with, with with now, but, but counseling out the negative thoughts. So, because, you know, uh, you know a lot about my, you know, my heart surgery, yes. the, the weight gain and uh, losing my husband and just some of the things that, the, the bumps, and, and you can find out a lot of, you know, oh, why well, you going to ever get better and, and you're not going to ever be able to do this again and you know, and just all of that uh, uh, self-talk 
that they can just get in there and then right. not to miss the first thought that'll come up. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yes, so, yes. So so how has the, the, the practice of hopology been able to help you on a, on a practical level? Well, it's been able to help me because uh, the five tenets, number one, because I, you know, it, it stands for helping, you know, others practice empowerment, but then having hope for myself, you know, first uh-huh. of all, because, you know, if you, you don't have hope for yourself, and, and we know that faith, hope, and love, and the greatest is love, and, and so, um, and then your book has helped me a lot with the positive affirmations uh, you are beautiful. That, that's been a very help and, and rare anointing. Sometimes I have to pull out those, you know, those powerful books that have powerful words because they're, you know, words of hope. Yes, yes. So it's a it's something that, as I said, you can wrap your hands, your heart, and your head, and your head. around this hope. Most definitely. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. Well, thank you. All right. I tell you, that's one of the things that I love about the practice of Hopeology. I've been uh, uh, accused of a lot of things. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But I've been uh, accused of not being practical, I would say that that this hope and this hope campaign and the practice of hopeology is not practical. And that is so far from the truth. It is so practical. And it does make a difference. It's, it may not be because we all have different assignments. And, and some have, have these assignments just like my heart and my I, I, I just give so much honor and respect for those who are, who are as right now, and I keep bringing up the tower collapse cause, because I'm in Florida. It, it happened in my home state, not in this, in this city, but in the state. And so it's been on the news every day, and my heart is just goes out to those ones that's, that's lost their loved ones and the children who have died and even some of the animals that they were talking about. But, but my, 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 my honor and respect goes out for those who are called to go out on the front line and, and be a part of that whole process of, of digging through the debris to find, to find uh, loved ones. Oh, my goodness, what a call. There have been caravans that have left from, from Tallahassee, different ones that have gone down, firefighters and first responders of different, from different um, professions have gone down, and they've been there as a part of it. And even some who have served in the military, and they say this is worse, this is some that have served during 9-11, and, and they say this is so, so, so heart-wrenching. It is, it's such a task. But they've been called, and they, have, and they have an anointing, many, to do it. And, and that is wonderful. We're not all called to do that, but we're all called to do something. 
and and we need to respect one another's calling and and not compare because the bible tells us that that's not wise so we'll compare our callings and say well because i'm called to to do this or something like that and you're not then that's not that's nothing and it's it's not fair because this is something and this what I know, this is my life's work. This is what it's come to. I remember when Mothers in Crisis was pivoting and transitioning from 20 years, almost 20 years of direct services where I was writing grants and, and implementing projects and doing so much direct services right here and in the capital city of Florida, Tallahassee, and the surrounding areas, many, many of the other counties. And it came a point of time where we needed to transition, where it was no more grants, no more funding, no more direct service projects. And I knew that it was, we were moving to another place, the next chapter, as it were, and talk about waiting. It was it was a difficult time. It was very difficult because I felt like a fish out of water. I was like, okay, well, what now? But I knew in my in my heart of hearts that this is what God was saying. So eventually, whenever he he transitioned us on our twenty fifth anniversary to celebrate. Hope Universe Days every Friday, and, and then uh, we moved on in, in, in 2018 to get the designation for April, the National Month of Hope, and then I released my book, As Long As There's Breath in Your Body, There's Still Hope in 2019, and then in 2020 I did the audio release, and now this practice of Hopeology, and I know one day the movie, oh yes, that is a part of it all. It changed my life because I realized that now this is what God is saying. As a hopeologist, he gave that to me. And he said, trademark it. He gave me this whole practice of hopeology to bring hope, to bring this practical. It's so wonderful whenever we have this concept. This is an abstract concept, hope. It can mean many things to many people. But whenever we're able to pull it down from that, that kind of uh, realm where it's a theory to a place of practicality to say, this is what you can do. This is what you can do to become more hopeful. And now this is what you can do to help others become more hopeful. And that is the power of all of this when we're talking about releasing the power of hope. Because in the practice of hopeology, there are steps and there are ways to be able to make hope connections, to take this hope that you have now and give it to someone else to help spread it and share it with others, especially those who need hope. And I've met so many people. You would be surprised at how many people just need hope. So in the practice of Hopeology, we learn how to have hope chats, how to have hope fusions, 
and how to create hope spheres where you create an atmosphere of hope in a family, in, in an organization, or some type of group, or business, or church, or whatever the grouping may be. A place where hope abides. And I tell you, when that happens, productivity increases tremendously. I've seen it. And whenever negativity comes, you have to isolate it. You learn how to deal with it so it does not affect the whole group. And when you do that, you can, you know, not have to deal with so many petty issues and, and things of distractions that come to stop us from being focused and doing what we have been called to do, wherever that may be. So I'm so excited about the practice of Hopeology, and I know you will be too. Just want to make an announcement that all of the proceeds from the booklet sales go directly into Mothers in Crisis and back into this whole Hope campaign because this is how we are funding. This is how we are funding the practice of Hopeology and the whole Hope campaign through resources such as the practice of Hopeology, Hope in Action, as well as my book, As Long As There's Breath in Your Body, There Is Still Hope, which you will find most of the information, not all, about the practice of Hopeology in my book, but there are parts that have been included in the booklet that are not in the book. And it's, it's the, the, to learn how to speak hope and also imagine hope. Those are two major things that are not included in the book, as long as there's breath in your body, there's still hope, but are included in the, the booklet, The Practice of Hopeology, plus The Practice of Hopeology, it is put in a form that you can use it for trainings and seminars, summits, and workshops. And it's all designed to share practical ways for people and society in general to practice hope by becoming more hopeful. So now let us hear from another one of our Christ Vision Tribe members. Okay, let's see. Uh, Sharon? Hello, Dr. Tompkins. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Just enjoying the show. Wow. Hope is not a destination. It's the journey. Yes, yes. It, it certainly is. And you have the Practice of Hopeology booklet. Uh, what would you like to share about how it's helping you? Well... For me, I'm one of those kind of people that rush and try to do everything. And with this book, it has really, really helped me about the seven ways to rest in hope. And the biggest wow. one for me is to take it easy, slow down, and learn to pace myself. And then just get a good rhythm going. And this is where I'm really digging in, and this is really, it's really helping me 
to learn how to rest and hope and not rush and try to do things. Wow. That is wonderful, and especially whenever you have uh, gone through situations where maybe you've, you've felt uh, in the past that, that you've uh, been scrambling around. Yes, know? yes, that is, <laughs> yes. And, yes, and so, and so whenever you can slow down, I can, I can truly say as, as your uh, a leader that I can see the difference. And this has been, like you said, the scrambling and trying to rush. And then just, I mean, this book here is really helping me. And I thank you for this. This is just what I need. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you. And, and I tell you, uh, as you continue to devour it and as you participate in the uh, training, the training, uh, training of trainers, I believe that you're going to be able to impart it to others. And even with that personal testimony that you have there, that is, that is so powerful. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All righty. I tell you, this practice of hopeology, it is real. It is, it is the way that through Mothers in Crisis, we're changing the world through hope. And whenever you grab hold and apply these particular principles, they will make a difference in your life. And that's how the world changes. The world doesn't change just, you know, everyone, all of a sudden, this whole nation is changed. It changes one person at a time, one person at a time. And that's what this practice of hopeology is all about. Now I'd like to share a clip from an interview that I participated in, the Atlanta Live, and the host is Ms. Mrs. Sherry Tatum, and we had a wonderful discussion, and I'm only going to share a clip from it, but it helps to summarize a little bit of what we've been talking about, this practice of hopeology, hope in action. So many people today get in that hopeless, hopeless yes. state of, of mind. Do you feel like that hope can move us forward? Yes, absolutely. See, hope is like, I talk about how hope is like the night, a, a knight in shining armor. When you're going through your darkest time, and then all of a sudden hope comes, and then the light comes on, and you move from that place of darkness into light. So, so hope is definitely a force. And as a matter of fact, it's a force that God talks about in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, that these three shall remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. Yeah. But, but, but hope is in the hallways, in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I believe hope is what keeps, keeps our faith up and our love up. Sometimes our faith will, will you know, get a little tired in our faith walk. Sometimes our love will go cold. But whenever we have hope burning bright, it helps us to move past that and move forward. So you feel like hope gives people, help, well, helps their faith mm-hmm. to, to get back that faith that they needed. Yes. Uh, so do I. I see that so much. If, if I'm in a bad situation, but I can read the scriptures and get that hope, 
out of the word of God, mm-hmm. it can move me forward and build my faith. That's right. And it seems that that's what it's done for you. Yes. Because in that, you ha- you help start the month uh, of hope. Mm-hmm. Is that exactly? Is that right? Yes. April is the National Month of Hope. And you were you helped do that. Yes. Right. Uh, the organization Mothers in Crisis we wrote uh, to the National Day Calendar. And, uh, and we got the designation back in 2018. So now we, the United States of America, we have an official month for hope. And that is in April. And we've been celebrating it and it's been spreading and actually internationally because I have a church in uh, Pakistan and uh, they declared it as their national month of hope this year too. So it's actually international. Well, so what do we do? in the month of hope is there certain things that we could do yes yes okay well one of the one of the 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 first things i have a a a booklet now that i'm just releasing this year it's entitled the practice of hopeology and in it i talk about all the things that we can do not just in april but especially in april because april is the month where we can come together and celebrate just celebrate hope but hope is for all year so the five tenets of the hope campaign is hope standing for helping others practice empowerment hope for self hope for the family hope for the 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 community that you live in and then hope for the nation and so in order to keep that hope going all year we have to learn how to think hope (laughs) we have to learn how to make hope connections and be able to spread that hope to other people we have to learn how to take hope breaks and then we have to learn how to rest in hope. So it's so many things that we can do. And then we have we can spread hope. And there are things that we can do every day to bring hope to someone else. Well, goodness, you know, uh, Rosalind, in this day and time, don't we all need hope? Yes. yes. So I have read in your bio that you have been recognized as a hopeologist. Now, I want to know, what is a hopeologist? Well, hopeologist is actually my trademark with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and it's Class 35, and it it consists of all the services that we've been talking about, and it is promoting hope. It is the public awareness of hope and bringing that forward of what wonderful, how wonderful hope is, how powerful hope is, so it's really, uh, Hopeologist is about promoting hope, being an advocate for hope. So, okay, how how can we have hope, though, Rosalind, when everything around us is falling apart, when everything looks hopeless? How, how can you have hope sometimes? What do we do to get that hope back? Yes, that's, that's a very good question. And I was just uh, looking at the news, and we know recently with the uh, collapse of the condominium condominium in uh, South Florida, uh, and so many are, are still in the midst of all of that. And and w- but what blessed me was that the family members, uh, many of them, were saying, "We're not giving up hope." You see, so 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 when you ask about how can we have that hope, it's it's about holding on to hope because we all have hope 
According to the survival laws of three that's often quoted, you can only live three seconds without hope. No, if you didn't have hope, you wouldn't even wake up in the morning. I did not know that. Yes. Three seconds? Three seconds. Because because if without hope, you just, you know, everything shuts down and you give up. So, so it's a matter of holding on to the hope that you have. And it's like, it's like a flame that has to be sparked. And that's why we need each other. Yes. We have to encourage one another. We have to support one another and realize that hope is about the journey, not the destination. So it's not about, you know, I'm hoping for this to happen. And so what if it doesn't happen? Well, I always tell people that even if the situation doesn't change, hope will change you in the situation. That's right. So, so, so studies reveal that hopeful people live well, live longer, and have a better quality of life. How about this? Does hope renew your mind? Yes. Wow, yes, that was that's so powerful. And as we wait upon the Lord or hope in the Lord, we shall renew our strength and mount up on wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. And that's what it's all about. So as we close today's show, Think Hope Podcast. The practice of hopeology, learning how or learning practical ways to wrap your hands, head, and heart around hope. It is our prayer that you would become more hopeful and that you would be able to share that hope with others. For more information about the whole hope campaign, Go to makeahopeconnection.com. And for more information, if you'd like to purchase this powerful booklet, Practice of Hopeology, go to practiceofhopeology.com. God bless you. We love you. And to next time, may you become a person that embraces the power of hope. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.